Camera lenses explained for beginners. 15 things you need to know. Hi and welcome to episode 57 of the Photography Explained podcast. I'm Rick and in each episode I will explain one photographic thing in plain English in less than 10 minutes ish without the irrelevant details. What I tell you is based on my lifetime of photographic experience, not Google. Well, there might be the odd thing that I had to look up, but mainly this is stuff that I know. And when I say 10 minutes, this episode is not looking good. There's quite a lot here to explaining lenses. I am going to go into quite a few of these things in future episodes. Because these are, again, I've, I've spent some time on cameras and what have you. So lenses, it's a big it's a big area, really. It's the bit you shove on your camera that you take photos through. So um, quite important. Anyway, this is take two. Take one, I failed on the first line. So this is a big improvement already. Let's get into this. Camera lenses explained for beginners. Ten things you need to know. See, it was ten when I started writing it, and it ended up being fifteen. And it could have been sixteen, but I had to stop somewhere. Number one. Why are there so many different lenses? If you look on the internet and look at camera lenses, it's a bit bewildering. I mean, I use Canon cameras and lenses. You look at the range of Canon lenses and it's quite... Yeah, it it is bewildering. There are so many different lenses. And if you think about them, these are expensive things. They've been made for a specific reason. So every lens that you can see, you might not ever find the need to use one yourself. But every lens that's ever been made, pretty much, there was a purpose for it. And somebody spent a lot of time and effort and engineering genius creating it. We have fixed lenses and zoom lenses. This is fundamental point number one. A fixed lens, you look through the lens and you see what you see. On a zoom lens, you can zoom in or out. Okay, fixed lenses are also called prime lenses. Don't know why, but a prime lens will have a focal length, for example, of 50 millimeters. 50 millimeters is what is called a standard lens. Now I'll come back to that. A zoom lens could be, for argument's sake, 24 to 70 millimeters. See, it has a variable focal length. So that's a zoom lens. Right then, standard lens, 50 millimeters on a full frame camera. I will come back to crop factors. This is the thing that I sort of love and hate about photography all at the same time. I can't seem to explain one thing without having refer without having to refer, easy for me to say, to about five other things. If it sounds like I'm jumping about all over the place, there is a reason for it, and it's because none of these things are that straightforward. But I'm trying to make them straightforward and understandable. Standard lens on a full-frame camera. Now, I explained in an earlier episode what a full-frame camera is. Let's just do a quick recap. A full-frame camera has a sensor 36mm by 24mm. It's the same size as a 35mm camera film. You put a 50mm standard lens on a full-frame camera, and what you see through the viewfinder is pretty much how humans see the world. Now, I'll explain that by going on about the other things here. I've just seen an error in my list. So a standard lens is you photographing things how we see them as we walk about our day-to-day business. Number five, wide-angle lens. A standard lens on a full-frame camera is 50 millimeters. A wide-angle lens is less than 50 millimeters. Common focal lengths are 24 millimeters, 28 millimeters, 35 millimeters. Anything beyond 35 millimeters, and you're getting towards standard. But 24, 28, they're very common wide-angle lenses. Now, what does that mean? Well, a wide-angle lens gives you a wider field of view, so you can see more. So rather than what you're looking at and you can generally see, you've got a wider view. There's more 
to be seen. There's more in the scene. Okay, so the next one, telephoto lens. That's not on my list, which is a little bit of a concern. I've missed that one. A telephoto lens has a focal length, which is longer than 50 millimeters. With a telephoto lens, common focal lengths could be 135 millimeters, 200 millimeters, 300, 400. The bigger the number, the more magnification, the closer you get to things and the less the field of view. So that's a telephoto lens. So if we go back to fixed lenses, like I say, you could have a set of lenses which are 24mm, 28mm, 25mm, sorry, 35mm, 50mm, 85mm, 135mm, 200mm. Before zoom lenses, that would have been quite a, a common set of lenses. You could, however, get a, a zoom lens. I've got a Canon 24 to 105 lens, which goes from wide to telephoto, which is a really good all-round lens. And that's why we have zoom lenses. They give you more options than having fixed lenses. Let's move on. Number six, which should now be seven, is a, a crop factor. Now, I said at the beginning, 50 millimeters on a full-frame camera is how we see the world. Same aspect ratio same everything now if you get a cropped sensor camera also known as APS-C check out previous episodes for more on this there is a crop factor applied because the sensor is smaller on a crop sensor camera the common crop factors are 1.5 and 1.6 what that means is that you times the focal length on a full frame camera 50 millimeters by 1.5 and that gives you an effective focal length of a 50mm lens of 75mm. How did we end up with this? It's baffling, isn't it? Micro Four Thirds cameras have even smaller sensors and the crop factor on a Micro Four Thirds camera is two. 50mm lens on a Micro Four Thirds camera gives you an effective focal length of 100mm. Okay, I'll come back to some of these in more detail. Number seven, (laughs) which should be eight, specialist lenses. There are specialist lenses, which are not that common, which I've, I've owned and used and sold again. Fisheye lenses, they give you a circular image. I spent about a grand on a fisheye zoom lens. It was an 8 to 15 millimetre. So 8 millimetre, you got a full circular image. 15 millimetre, you had a normal full frame aspect ratio image. Sure, I got some funky effects with it, but I didn't really get it, so I sold it. I've also had a tilt shift lens. Complicated, manual focus, big, heavy, expensive. I had a go with it, but sold that too. Which is a shock, considering I'm an architectural photographer, but I get by. Aperture, another thing in a lens. Now, when you buy a lens, and I'm going to stick with my 50mm example, you have a maximum aperture, and the maximum aperture is the maximum opening that lets light in. If you have a 50mm f4, for argument's sake, lens, now let's go with a 50mm f1.8 lens. f1.8 is the maximum aperture. The minimum aperture, the small hole, will be something like f22. So that lens will cost you more than a 50mm f4 lens. So the bigger the maximum aperture, the more light that gets in through the lens to the sensor, the faster the lens is and the more expensive it is and bigger and heavier and what have you. And if you take your photos on a tripod like me, it's not a big issue anyway. The larger the maximum aperture, the bigger and more expensive and perceptionally higher quality the lens is. Depth of field. Depth of field is a term I hate. It's the amount of the photo that's sharp from front to back. Now, the aperture is another... The aperture in the lens has an impact on the depth of field. If you have the camera lens wide open, as in maximum aperture, you will get less depth of field. If you stop down the lens to the minimum aperture, smaller hole, 
you will have more depth of field. You get more depth of field on a wide angle lens than you do on a telefocal. Telefocal. Telephoto lens. You get more depth of field on a crop sensor camera than a full frame camera. Still don't understand that one. And that's it. Quality. Okay, quality lenses. I think in general terms, the more money you pay, the higher the quality, the better the photos. In general terms. This is a big generality in photography because, yeah, you can get fantastic photos with a camera costing £1,000. So why could you buy a camera costing £10,000? Because the quality is better. The quality is higher. So the more money you spend, the higher the quality. But you can get really good results with relatively inexpensive lenses these days. The optics are fantastic. There's also a lot of clever electronic stuff in the software that helps as well. Yeah, quality varies. Cost varies hugely as well. It depends what the lens is. Like I say, the bigger the maximum aperture, the more expensive the lens. I use a Canon 17 to 40 millimeter f4. L lens. Now f4 is not a fast lens. Because it's an f4 maximum aperture, the lens isn't that big, it's not that expensive, and it takes fantastic photos. It works for me. 17mm is wide enough, just what I need. Most photos I take at 17mm. I never take photos at f4 because you do lose quality at both ends of the aperture scale. I use f8 or f16, the bits in the middle. So that's what I use. I don't need a more expensive camera lens with a bigger aperture because I've just got no need for it. And it would just be a waste of money and it would be heavier. Think about that and the type of photography you're embarking on. Resell value. No one told me this. Nobody ever told me this. I had to find this one out for myself. If you buy a camera lens in five years time, you might well get more money for it than you paid for it. They hold the value fantastically well. Just something to bear in mind. I've actually bought second-hand lenses, had them for four, five, six years, used them a lot, looked after them, of course, so they're in immaculate condition as all my gear is, and got really good money for them. Bear that in mind. Does every camera have interchangeable lenses? I've given up with the number in there, to be fair, because it's wrong. No, they don't. You can get cameras which don't have interchangeable lenses. Let me introduce a new unhelpful acronym ILC interchangeable lens camera that's a completely unnecessary term isn't it 14 <laughs> that's the numbering or is it 15 camera mounts Canon have their own mount Nikon Sony they have their own mount Fuji do now micro four thirds cameras have a universal mount so anybody could make a lens that fits on a micro four thirds camera but there are people third party manufacturers like Sigma and Tamron who make lenses for Canon Nikon, Sigma, etc. cameras. So what do I use? I use three lenses: a Canon 17 to 40 millimeter f/4L, a Canon 24 to 105 millimeter f/4L, and a Canon 70 to 200 f/4L IS USM. Snappy title, I know. I used to have a 24 millimeter shift lens. I sold that. I used to have a 100 to 400 millimeter zoom lens. Sold that. I used to have a 100 millimeter f 2.8 macro lens. Sold that. I probably had other lenses, especially on my earlier crop sensor cameras, but they're all gone. I only have three lenses. On my Olympus EM5, I have a 12 to 42 lens, a pancake lens, put my camera in my pocket. I have a 12 to 40 millimeter f 2.8 lens, which is a brute. And I have a 40 to 150 lens. That's all I have. Right. I am way over time here. I thought so. My one-line explanation. Camera lenses provide endless creative opportunities for photographers. Next episode is episode 58, would you believe? Zoom lenses explained by me 
in plain English in less than 10 minutes. Snappy title, I know. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a nice review and rating wherever you get your podcast from. Please subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share my podcast with anybody you think might enjoy it. Thank you for listening to my small but perfectly formed podcast. My website, please check out rickmacavoyphotography.com to find out about me and my photography blog and also the Photography Explained podcast website where you can find out all about this podcast and ask me a question of your own. This episode was brought to you by the power of caffeine and the other half of the chocolate digestive. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again very much for listening and for giving me 16 and a quarter minutes, longest episode ever. And I'll see you on the next episode. Cheers from me, Rick. My brand new course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer, Straight Talking Advice for Beginners to Get You Making Money Quickly and Build a Career, is available to buy now. Find out more at rickmacavoyphotography.com forward slash courses.